Welcome, everybody, to the After Later podcast. I'm your host, John Wessling. Thank you so much for coming and listening. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope you had a good day. I did. <clears throat> well, kind of. I don't know. I get a little pissy here and there. I think I'm, I'm noticing uh, the way things are going lately with all the bullshit in the world uh, that my cycles are a lot faster. It used to be good day, bad day, okay day, whatever. But now it's like uh, they've become micro days. You know, from coffee to lunch is a day. From uh, lunch until about four is another day. Four through dinner is another day. And then the night shift is its own sort of separate psychological entity. <clears throat> so I can have a... I would say today was a two out of four good day. One out of four was mild. And then about a quarter of it, I was just pissed off the entire time. I live in the great state of Texas. That's the old way of saying it. The great state of Texas. Uh, I would, just going to be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed in my state. Everyone's in a real hurry to get back to work and uh, back outside, mix it up. And uh, I understand the feeling, uh, but uh, it's kind of the dumb thing to do right now. And I don't want... I don't want us to think we're getting back to normal and that's what gets people sick and gets people dead. That's kind of horseshit to me that people can't see that, that it's, um, that no, you think someone's lying to you. This is, oh, they're taking away our rights. And it's just, I don't know. It's overwhelming how prevailing that attitude is here in my state and in my neighborhood and in my community. And uh, just the past couple of weeks of seeing hardly anyone, you know, kind of give a shit about things. It's uh, it's like wow. I don't know. Just doesn't. I don't know. Just doesn't feel safe, man. Like, you're supposed to be smart about things and do the right thing and you know take care of the the public health, as it were. But no, nobody gives a shit about that. I don't know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Venturing off into the the dark quarter of the day. Not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. I got shit to do here. So it is what it is. I accept it. I can't change it. The only thing I'm gonna do is be smart with me and mine, and I hope everybody else does the same. You know, this is a great uh, evolutionary scraping point. We'll see what happens. <laughs> right? I guess that's it. I hope I hope for the best. I hope for the best. I hope everything works out great. And, but, uh, you know, I, just to be safe on the careful side, I'm a man with a family. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we were doing. Now, I, I can't go back to work anyway. I'm a performer. I'm a comic. All the work that I've got is already canceled all, at least, at least until the beginning of August. So, you know. I'm glad that people get to go uh, back to work in some sort of limited capacity on the first. Some people do, kind of. Some small businesses are still fucked, and uh, a lot of restaurants are just going to be completely hosed to death. But John, they can they can have 25% of their capacity, which is great. So it's just a small margin of business owning a restaurant that, for you know, being all the way open, but yet only have 25% capacity means you're you're going to go to actively losing money. You're going to make them go broker faster. I don't know if broker is the right word. You're going to make them go broke faster. It's cheaper to just not open and lose money that way as opposed to open up everything. Buy all the food, turn on all the lights, pay the people to be there, go through all the preparation, and then at best, at best, sell a quarter of what you were supposed to. Can't keep the lights on like that. I don't know why people don't see that. I don't know why people can't accept it, but they just want to get back out there. Ugh. Alright. Like I said, the dark quarter of my day is over. I think a lot of us have been going through the same kind of stuff. I imagine you have. If you have, uh, let me know. If you haven't, uh, let me know that I'm an idiot and I'm by myself here. I kind of need to know. I need to know which way the herd's moving on that. Is The, the cultural herd. Is everyone kind of going through shit like this? 
Am I by myself as far as that goes? I know the, you know, the cue the slow piano as we talk about how we're all in this together as they're trying to stick their hand in my pocket. I don't need over schmaltzy corporate fucking, you know, marketed ugh, sappiness. That's not what I, I, I'm going to to the people I know, to the handful of people who are listening uh, to me do this show. Are you going through quicker rates of ups and downs? I feel like I'm spiking and dipping pretty quickly. Pretty tight turnaround on these things. And am I seeing am I seeing things all wrong? I ask the people I trust. And, you know, I, I, I love getting ad, uh, advice or sort of diagnostics from people that I really trust or the people that I don't know at all. If you're a moderate acquaintance, a mild friend, I don't really trust your input. I either need my closest of friends or complete fucking strangers. Those are the two ends of the spectrum, which I think you get a true reading from. But anyway, let's get happy, okay? I got a drink, got me a beer open, recording at night. Everyone's asleep already. Well, kids are put to bed, they're not asleep, you know how it is. When you got kids, the, the lights are off. <laughs> now begins the every uh, 20, 30 minutes up to go to the bathroom or up to get a water. Oh, I heard a noise or what's going on? You know, they just wander in. You know how that goes. But anyway, we're in that section of the night. So I uh, I need a laugh. I need, I need something funny. So I reached out to a friend of mine. And I haven't talked to this guy in a long time. And uh, uh, back since I was doing uh, radio here in Houston. And I met him through a mutual friend, Travis Rogers. Travis Rogers used to host uh, a show here in Houston on 1560. Um, and I, I want to say on the ESPN. I'm not sure if it was. Anyway, uh, uh, Travis Rogers is a bit of a legend in the sports talk radio community. He was the, uh, for a long, long time, during the rise of Jim Rome, he was Jim Rome's main producer, right? And uh, then he wound up going off and doing his own shows. He was a fantastic broadcaster. Uh, he was like one of the voices of the angels for a while there when he moved back to California. And that's where I met this guy, uh, Brian Beckner. Brian Beckner was kind of like a sidekick to Travis Rogers. They're buddies, bros, and uh, they're very, very funny together. And I got a chance to kind of mix it up and cut it up with them. And we hit it off, and we just similar senses of humor. So we kind of always kept in touch. I was on his podcast um, years ago. I remember when I just first started working on ships, I think. Uh, a little over five, six years ago, I was on his podcast in the early days. Uh, it's been off and running for a long time. I've got to poke my head in and listen a couple of times. Uh, but I've always been a fan of this guy. I think he's extremely funny, and I think you're going to like him too. So without further ado, Brian Beckner. Brian Beckner, come out and play. What's up, my brother? How are you, Thanks. dude? Long time no talk. It's been way too goddamn long since you and I, I have had a conversation. Uh, it feels like it's been about, as the crow flies, about six years. I don't know if that's you're, a measurement of time, but... It could be. You're um, you're always on the ship. Yeah, well, not anymore. Right. Fuck me, man. You got the, you got the vid? Did you make did. it off the ship without the vid? I, I, I escaped it. I, I tell you, there was a ship I was on in January that had a thing going around that was a respiratory thing. Really? Right? And they yeah. were they were just frantically cleaning shit as much as they could. And but yeah. I got off of there with with just a you know the usual kennel cough that you get sure. working on a cruise ship. But uh, but now, man, I'm home and and uh, unlike the other people of my great state of Texas, I've been taking this shit seriously and trying to stay in the house. Yeah, <laughs> go out like I'm fucking raiding for supplies on Walking Dead with a mask on and shit. 
Right. Well, you don't. Here's the thing. You don't want to. You you'll be fine, but you don't want to give it to grandma. Hey, you know what? I, these motherfuckers don't even care. Yeah. That's what that's what blows my mind. I mean, because I, I get it. I get it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, you might have it, but if you're, you know, in the juicy part of the bell curve of life, sure. then you're probably going to survive at the very fucking least. Right. So yep. I'm not so much worried about me catching it other than giving it to my family. Right. Exactly. But yeah, what about some rando person? Give a shit about you know, passing from one person to another and all of a sudden someone's fucking grandma's dying. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of like um, traffic or uh, anything else where you're you see somebody doing one thing and you're like, do you not realize that we are all doing this thing together? We are all trying to navigate the world as a group. It is not you or I that is living in this world. It's us. It's we. And it seems like people are really put out about having to accommodate their fellow man, even if it's just a little bit. And even if the, the uh, stakes are life or death and Mm -hmm. albeit a, a, a small risk of life or death, but still, it's, you know, people are dying and it's not the biggest hassle in the world to accommodate those people. Yeah, I think, well, as you brought that up, the way you mentioned the idea of it being like people in traffic, that's exactly what it is. Isn't yeah. it? That's it. I hadn't thought about that, but that's and, and I would say even taking it a step further, that if you are an asshole driver. Yeah. You're more than likely going to be the kind of person right now who's like, fuck it. It's all a bunch of shit. Let us get back to work. This yeah. is nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that is a self-centered, like, in all the bad ways, self-centered and assholy. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm with you. That's, yeah, I think that's you're... a great identifier. Like, if you so, see someone who is an asshole, road rage kind of yeah. selfish fucking driver more than likely they're the ones that are okay let's go to the beach yeah if you're an asshole driver you're probably an asshole that's fucking deep dude yeah. i think I, ne- I needed a second i needed a yeah. beat on that one yeah I'm that one you. hit bone yeah bro that's yeah. good well let me tell the people who you are brian okay um you know we have a good rapport here, even though we haven't talked to each other forever i feel like we always had a tight thing we kind of hit it off quick absolutely and, uh, I love listening to the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate you slumming and coming on my little dinky fucking <laughs> podcast when you're like, you guys are what, over like 330 episodes deep? Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, some around there, like 317 or something, but, you know, a couple, couple non counted episodes in there. So it might be, might be up over 330 at this point. That's, uh, you, that's you pretty guess. archive, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Oh, yeah, it's... I, did, I did. I did one probably when you fucking when you guys first started it. But it seems yeah. like that was so damn long ago. That's yeah, crazy. I can remember where I recorded it, and it wasn't in because it wasn't in the first location that we recorded. It was in the second location. So you're probably yeah, we're probably about five years ago. Wow. And I've been doing well, it for man. like almost seven. Well, how's it going? I mean, are you guys? Uh, excuse me for doing a little insider no. podcaster. It's talk the same. No, it's the it's the exact it's we have a loyal audience, mm-hmm. which I love, but it's and I don't and in no way do I mean to discount the people that listen to me because I love the people that listen to my show. But 
there's not a lot of new blood coming in and that's on me maybe i could be a better host i could be more dynamic i could be funnier i don't know but we have uh it's the same people that have been listening the whole time which i really appreciate because it could be it could be going the other direction yeah you could be slowly losing them i've seen that happen with projects i've worked on where Mm -hmm. you have a big splash and you get a lot of people there and there's not a lot of new growth and then you see the air come out of the balloon like a yeah like like a, like 10 days after your birthday and the mylar starts to come off the ceiling <laughs> yes yeah and you're like clearly that is an irrefutable statement on the right. quality of my work right <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> well i know i i'm not well i always think i'm horrible uh i think you know i've the whole imposter syndrome thing where i'm like why would you why would anyone listen to me anyway? Why would anybody consume what I'm putting out there? There's so many better people doing so much better stuff. So if somebody's like, you suck, I'm like, I know. I've been trying to tell you that for seven years. You're just mm-hmm. now starting to listen. So it is, it is it does come as a shock to me when we, you know, we get email and voicemails from people that are our regular listeners we hear from just the steadiest group of people people that have been me been with me you know a lot of people from houston people oh, that, yeah. from when i was on the radio in houston um are just still there today and it that's just that that is a great feeling so i love them but i wish i wish they would have they all had like fifty thousand cousins that they yeah, could email my show to every week I don't. I, I don't want to like same as you. I have to do the disclaimer first. Look, uh, our P ones, our 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 hot active listeners. You know your fans, right? They're great people. They're yep. great. Fine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Are we good? Can I talk shit now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it feels bad when you're like, I've got this great audience, this power group, but then they don't. And they share the shit out of it. Yeah. They'll spread it around. But yep. like even their people are tired of them yeah. promoting yeah, us to true. them. You know, so it's, it's like, just like it's just like anything. It's it, you have to kind of discover things on your own because then they're yours. It's like your favorite band or your favorite TV show or your favorite comic or any of those things. It's like has to belong to you for you to buy in and i don't know and there's ways to influence that but i don't know those ways i, I just those do are a show hard. yeah that's hard to do i mean think about it you're saying like could you do something different inside the show that's going to get them but you can't because a, a podcast is a cellular being right yeah. you yeah. have to have already clicked the button you have to have pressed play to hear it it's not like a, the old radio uh model where right. if you just keep doing good shit, people are going to happen upon you and then stick and stay, right? That's the idea. Yes. yes we don't absolutely. get stick and stay now. No. You have to fucking be a, a spammer. You have to be you have to be a real marketer, dude. And that's a yeah. I've, as I've created my own things and had my own little projects that I've got behind, I've and I've learned to respect what they do, man, cuz I don't get it. I can't do it. Yeah. But they fucking they dial in on shit cuz I mean have you yeah. ever, as a consumer, had like a? Has anyone ever? Have you ever been successfully marketed to that you no. know of? No. Yeah, right. How hard mm-hmm. is that? That's fucking yeah. difficult. It is. Is there, is there anything that you like that that you think hit you from a a paid ad or a paid source or or anything either. like that? Right. Yeah, I wonder. I f- I f- I feel like those Instagram ads that like get into your actual. Um, brainstem somehow yeah i think those are pretty good i like 
I've never purchased anything from an ad, obviously, but you do, (laughs) but you do end up seeing things that are in your wheelhouse of things. And it may not be that you're ordering directly from the ad, but eventually you're following, you're, you're, you're buying in a little at a time to things that, that are being marketed to you that you don't realize are being marketed to you. And eventually your dollars go that direction, whether you realize it or not. They're yeah. good at that. They're I don't know how to do that. that. It's yeah. like conscious penetration. They find a way wow. to, if you see it, and they, I, bet, I, I bet they have a formula down where if, if we can get people to see something X number of times, they, oh, yeah. have, you know, they're no. likely to buy it or they'll think that yeah. it's real. They do that with, they do that with like a music artist and celebrity shit all yep. the time. When yep. someone's being packaged and pushed by the, the fucking powers that be, they just put them on a handful of fucking things and you see them enough. And all of a sudden you just accept that they're, oh, I guess that's a. That's one of the chosen ones, man. That's, yeah. that's a product I'm buying now. It, it is weird. And it's, uh, and a lot when it comes to podcasting, a lot of it has to do with having guests. And I'm like, not, I'm, you know, I, I'll have on people that I know that I'm friends with, but I'm not like really going to go out. It's the whole imposter syndrome thing where I'm not going to go out and cold DM people and invite them on, you know, I'll Skype you at, six o'clock on Tuesday night. And that's what you got to do. And then the shows I listen to, I listen to pretty much all comedians podcasts and all they, and it's all the, it's all the same guys making the rounds on each other's shows. All the time. <laughs> yeah, and they, exactly. and I know that stories where they talk about, and I know you love this stuff, I'm sure, but they talk about the clubs mm-hmm. and like all like the life on the road of being a comic and how to sell tickets and like, all stuff that doesn't really affect me, but for some reason, I just like all those people because I like comedy. And so I'm buying in to their product, even though it's probably not that interesting to me if, if you really break it down. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's, yeah. It, it'd be the exact same as listening to uh, a couple of randos from an insurance company talk about right. a business trip. <laughs> yes. The only way that it's mildly interesting is that you like the creative material that they've made before. I, I've listened to a couple. I, someone sent me, oh, I can't remember one of them, but Burt Kreischer was on it, right? Yeah. So it was one of those yeah. big, it was one of those big pig fuck podcasts where yep. eight comics of, of varying fame are sitting around yep. being cool as shit, bragging about their strains of weed. Right. And, but someone's like, oh, you got to listen to this one. This was, this was really good. And I listened to it, and the same thing. It's talking about a road story about some gig they worked and how bad the condo was and, yeah. and how the owner took them out to eat. And it was a club I had worked. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, like yeah. when he's talking about, oh, there's the shitty bed and it's lumpy. I'm like, I slept in that fucking bed for four fucking nights. I yeah. know exactly. And, and then I'm like, I'm like, this is not, I, I'm not the proper consumer for this because I'm not getting entertainment escapism. Yeah. I'm hearing right. some fucking dude who's one of my goddamn colleagues talking about yeah. a place I go. I have this is horrible. I know. I have when um when Rogan has Joey on, sometimes they'll start reminiscing about different cities and they'll uh they'll start talking about Houston and they'll drop your name and I'm always like, Holy fucking shit. Like that's a fucking big they're talking about John Wesling on fucking the biggest <laughs> podcast in the world right now. I'm uh, I, get, I get a little starstruck, I have to be honest. Uh, I it's funny because when it's probably been about five or six times. That yep. that's happened right yep absolutely 
every time I know as soon as it happens because my phone blows up like like, like a fucking family member died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then I, and they'll say, you got to go listen to it. I'm like, okay. I look at the file. It's a three hour and 30 minute <laughs> interview. I'm like, how about a lead on where I should click in to try to hear time stamp? <laughs> but you know what, dude? Think about it. If we were like traditional or not traditional, but like hustler podcast, sure. You know, what I mean, like we were, if we were fucking all about this, right? They would like if I was one of those guys, I could put as heard on or you know yeah. as mentioned yeah. on the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, like true. someone would put a little fucking that little you know, piece of clip art on their thing and act like that's a deal. But well, no, you got like, yeah, to. Because he does he does video, so when you're when you get mentioned on there, you got to go and get the clip of the video, and then you got to share that around. Like that's oh, that's how you do it. Hell yes, yeah. that's oh, that would be good. That'd yeah. be good. You know, I'm surprised that someone hasn't already just sort of done that deep fake editing right. on one. Of, just, <laughs> yeah. I think they did, but like, but like in uh, they, they, someone did make a deep fake of Rogan talking to somebody, but what if yeah. it was for the purposes of promoting your podcast? You know right. what I mean? Yes, that would be good. That <laughs> would be it good. Look straight up like him and Elon Musk are talking for 20 minutes about how yeah. badass you are. I mean, you know, you, you know what you need to do is you, you got to reach out and you have to be a guest. Like you have to see if Rogan will have you on. Dude, I funny. I every time that those guys talk or to Joey. each other, yeah, I've tried. Like I've yeah. had the thing where I'm going through L.A. for a day, yeah, and I'm like, hey, you guys, I, I, yeah. let, let me stop by and radio silence. Oh so yeah, they, that's a bummer. <laughs> they, yeah. They'll drop the name every time, yeah. but yeah. then you know, then it's like, ah, oh, nah, dude, I get the. You're a little too yeah. C list, buddy. But yeah, you never right. know. You should you should keep trying because especially right now where like things are pretty dry, you know, it's mm-hmm. they're uh because that's it I mean, Rogan is a star maker and it's crazy because he's everything he does is so antithetical to getting an audience. The fucking shows are long. Mm-hmm. Uh he's high the whole time <laughs> i mean he's he's, he's a, a fascinating person because he's so he's so well versed on so many subjects and he's a, right. he's intellectually curious which is probably what it is about him that people gravitate towards That's the secret sauce yeah 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 and he but i mean 10 million people listen to every single show he puts out 10 million people that's like at that's probably 10 times as many people as watch the tonight show or uh, mm-hmm. the daily show or, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a staggering audience. So dude, he's I, getting up there to rush Limbaugh numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably bigger. Like it's because people listen, you know, he's always at the top of the charts every, every week, but that's just who listens that week. The, the archive is there forever. Yeah. I'll go back. Yeah. I'll go back and look, see a show. I don't really look at my numbers. Cause like I said, they're the same every week, but I'll go back <laughs> Go back and look at one. The biggest ones we have are when Reality Steve comes on to talk about The Bachelor, and I'll go back and look, and it's like the it's not evergreen material. Like The Bachelor, the end of the season, The Bachelor, Reality Steve comes on, does an interview. He kind of gives us like all the stuff we didn't see that was going on behind the scenes, and but then it's over. Like that's there's nothing more to add. And then I'll go look, and six months later, a thousand more people have listened to it, and I'm like. Who's like, who's going back? You know, we're into the next Bachelor season, and people are still yeah. listening to the old Bachelor. People every month, every single show I put put out gets downloaded at least one time. 
down right down to episode one, which if you're a fan of mine or you're in you're considering becoming a fan of mine, mm-hmm. I would start like around in the hundreds episodes. Like I would I would skip the first <laughs> yeah. was episode two hundred, but it's uh I would didn't really know what I was doing, still don't early on, but it's crazy to think that you put you have this content that you put out to the world and you're done with it that day. People are like Hey, remember when you said that thing this week? No. Meanwhile, people are going back to 2012. At least one person every month goes back to the very beginning and starts listening. Is is a harbinger of. That is trippy because you know I you know I was with the doing a Whiskey Brothers podcast. I was Mm -hmm. with that group for probably. You're doing it with some guy called Ham or something. That's not a real name. What was it? That's it, yeah, Slade Ham. This is really Slade Ham. Nobody's name is Slade Ham. You didn't know anybody <laughs> named that. Okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, but same thing, dude. Like it was I I, I was on that show for close to four hundred episodes. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, and I don't mean this as a slight to them or anything, but sure. whenever I would finish a podcast episode, like when we we're recording stuff. I may have went back and listened to something a dozen times. Oh yeah, you know. Other than that, I walk out of the room, put yeah. the put the headphones down, and yeah. just let the people have it. Right, yeah. like there was no going back and huffing my own farts. Right, yeah. which I should have been because I was just shitting material there. I probably could have took those things and gleaned them and pulled them out and you know put them on the stage. Those are bits. You have oh, bits. That's, so that's that's a table. personal failure yeah. on my part, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian, to not have done that. Right, but. But still, yeah, same thing. Like you're putting out a a massive archive of shit, and people are going through it. And I don't remember any of that. I don't no. remember people say, "Oh, that fun time!" Like, "Oh, that was a classic." I'm like, yeah. "Really?" It's like there's yeah. a whole listener culture that builds up off of the things you say. Which I guess it's like, I mean, it, it, it's taking the place of like radio zoo kind of yeah shows sure. used to be right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's that that whole thing is dead. It it is kind of cool though when somebody like the next day somebody will be like tweet me a quote of something I said that I literally said the night before and I'm like what is this that the person talking about and it's because <laughs> I do that shit every fucking minute of every single day. It's not like I'm just saving them up for the podcast. <laughs> That's just me talking, fella. <laughs> That's the faucet, baby. Right. Turned it on. Yes. It's coming out. That's right. <laughs> uh, how often are you guys on, on the Baller Lifestyle podcast, which yep. is available everywhere? That's it's right. very, very funny. You got to hear it. How sure. often are you putting them out? Every week, a, once a week, just once a week. Well, right. what do we do? Just we do once a wow. week, and then, but then, you know, lately it's been COVID nineteen, so we were doing like a couple extra. We were doing like two a week, but um, at my day job, I'm essential, so uh, it's kind of hard to do more than one. But we also have now a um, a red circle page, which is like a subscription page. So we're now starting to do so. We just reviewed last night, yesterday, might have been two days ago. We reviewed the 1989 John Claude Van Damme kickboxing masterpiece, Bloodsport. 
Oh, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, and that'll be up on our subscription page tomorrow. So we're doing we're doing one show a week, then plus like bonus content behind the scenes stuff for that's our subscription. That's a smart move. Yeah. That's a good move. That's a good move. Good now, try. once again, asking a personal question because I used to say that when I did the Whiskey Brothers stuff forever, you know, we would we would do two episodes a week. Yep. And you know, for every hour you record, you got about two to three hours of bullshit, right? Sorry, yeah. So it it turned into like a it was like a it was like a fucking job. Yeah, and, yeah, it's work. But, but a different than a job is that a job will give you some money, right? So <laughs> right. I used to say that it was a very demanding hobby. Yeah, it you is. know what I'm saying? Like it was like the for the effort that was coming that was going in, and then the feedback coming back. I mean, you're like shit. You got hundreds of people saying how much they love this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's for, great. For it's nothing, good for absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. right. So I'm like, are yeah. you found a way to monetize uh, podcasts? Well, I mean, not you know, outside of the tip jar philosophy. Well, that's basically what, what it is. Does, right? That's yeah. I mean, it's until you hear me talking about me undies and uh, <laughs> and manscaping and all. <laughs> we did have. We did have. There's a fantastic listener of mine named mike churches who's a great guy and he was he's a houston guy now he's in austin he's just the sweetest guy ever and he hooked he was a he was a selling whiskey and he was oh, with the distillery and we probably did commercials for them for like three or four years and uh, so that was that was nice and again it wasn't a lot of money but it was it was something you know it was a little bit yeah tribute. something right because yeah, the hard pay, part of it is for the hosting or something at some point, right? The hard, yeah, you got to pay for to host the website and all that. And then, but the hard part of this isn't just like I'll get up and talk, I can talk, and that part's easy. But then I got to fucking get it on the internet. And you, you know, I'm, I'm a creative guy, I'm not, I'm not some egghead over here. So I got to, you know, master it and make it sound okay. And it's tedious, you know, it's hard. Yeah doing that part of it so that's that's the part that uh is no is no fun and i'd like to see a couple dollars for that's the part where it feels like a job this has become clerical work right it's like it's like comics are like you know i don't i don't get paid to do comedy i get paid to go on the road right yeah right to leave the house yeah yeah exactly (laughs) go to airports and all that bullshit I had a guy uh, trying to book me for like a little one nighter here in the Houston area. Yeah. And I wasn't a big fan of this guy first off. And I definitely was, I was between gigs and with sure. a tight turner. And I, I, anyway, everything about me wanted to say no. Right. Yeah. So my, I hate just saying straight up. No. So when someone tries to book me on something like that, I'll throw out a stupid expensive number. And then, then yeah. I'm like, well, fuck it. If they accidentally say yes, yeah, at least at least I'm you know now it's a five hundred dollar fuck up for a gig that takes me thirty minutes to get to. Right. So anyway, exactly. I, I, let's say I threw out. I think I think it was like four hundred in this particular case for this bar gig, right? That I threw out. Standard yeah. going price is is one fifty to two fifty in right. that area, but I threw out four just as a yeah. oh, fuck you. Right. And he goes back. He goes, well, how much would it be if it was only a fit a twenty minute set? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, dude, like, that's not what you're paying for, guy. Yeah, if you get if you get me in the door, you may as well have me do an hour because I can't drive halfway there. I can't take half a fucking shower. <laughs> yes, I can't. I, you're paying me to leave the house, not the fucking the, the minutes on stage. <laughs> that's pretty good. I was like, I'll do it for half as much if it's half as close to my house. Right. <laughs> I can do it from my living room. We're talking. We can do it for half yeah. price. So hey, that, now that's the that's the environment we're in now. Those same guys that I would didn't want to go do their one nighter and tried to price myself oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that are like, hey, you can do it, the show from your living room now. Right. Like, oh, that's that's got to be so. I've seen that that's happening, and I have been kind of surprised. Like, did you see um, Post Malone did that thing where he played all those Nirvana songs? I saw a little clip Travis of it. Parker. I was going to go back and watch the whole it's thing. It's kind of badass, and I saw another one where a bunch of guys did a rush song and it's like all it's you know the keyboards and the drums and like all the parts are in different places and the vocals are amazing uh and so that's kind of cool the 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 uh, musicians and what they're doing mm-hmm. jamming from you know separate isolated locations but comedy you can't do without an audience it's tough to pull off man it's tough to pull off and have it sound right right because you, know, you, or, or you feel feed right. off the energy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. definitely a difference between sex and masturbation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have the people there or you're just jerking off. Well, I, I need to have people there for both. Yeah, I feel that's, you, man. That's the only way. That's, <laughs> that's the, the only way I get there. Like, I need... <laughs> Help me get there. Open I up need the an audience. Ah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> I like... I like to time it with the Amazon guy walks up to the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes some that takes some planning. You got to have an app to hey, follow. No, I'm I'm not I'm I want somebody that's got some buy-in. Like I want somebody that's there to view what's happening. I'm not I'm not trying to surprise. I'm not t- trying to louie anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, it wouldn't be a louie because the the Amazon guy uh, <laughs> I didn't have him cornered from the door. I would be, we have to be in the other direction where he couldn't get out. But I love that they got to buy in. That's uh, funny. You got, they have to have skin in the game as it were. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, my skin. Now, okay. Hold on. Since we've made the turn into kink. Okay. Do you, do you mean that they, um, that they're like, like a willing participant in the sexual Congress yeah. or like a willing, uh, just observer. They just like to watch. Are they hands on like, or are like they hands perform. off? Either. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. See what direction it goes, you know? Maybe, hey, could I get a little help over here or not? You could just observe, whatever. We're still, we're both still here. See, some people, it's important that they don't like it. And mm. I think that's where you cross the line. Into, yeah, that's not me. That's, like, it's problematic in a hurry. Yeah, that's that's not my game. My, I want everybody to have a good time. Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's very important. I mean, I, I feel bad that we live in a world where consent got to be a variable. I felt like that should have always been, yeah. I mean, if if not if everyone's not into this, yeah, then then it's not it's not working. It is weird though that we live like I don't even know how it works now. Is where is it like? First of all, I don't want anybody to ever have to do something that they're to to be in a situation that they're uncomfortable ever. But also, it kind of takes away from the act when you're like, is this okay? Can I touch you like this? Are you? I'm. I'm thinking about a nipple. 
where are you at on a nipple right now? And also, <laughs> like I was gonna, I was gonna like move my hands down below. Is that is that acceptable to you? I just feel like it takes the sexiness out of it, and I don't think things. I think that's like an over satirization of how consent works these days but also it might not be in some areas i think think, no because that's what that's well that's kind of um when aziz ansari got yeah sort of semi-canceled well he's really bad at sex and i admit i kind of made fun of him for it and he didn't he definitely didn't rape or assault anybody but he didn't was not able to read the fucking room of what's happening right when the girl's crying she doesn't mean she wants to put it back in her mouth like that is yeah that's that's a good tell that she's not enjoying what the situation is i think uh, you ever uh you know you, you you go like you can tie it to the car buying experience oh i'd like to hear this okay here's here's how i could first off you know i've been married for what shit 16 years coming mm-hmm. up on 17 so i, I am no longer a sexual creature. I don't know. I would be lost in a drift in a in a public single situation. I just don't know. Sure. Right. But you know, I, I got cable. I know what's up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm thinking. Well, you're talking about the uh, the consent situation. Yeah. And you have to completely check in. If you look at it like car, like the car buying experience. Right. Yeah. So you have the initial consent is they walk on the lot. So now you wait. So it's not like I'm trying to sell you a car in a parking lot, you know, at a, at a grocery store, you showed you, up. You, yeah. You're place. at the, you're, you're at the dealership. So clearly yep. we, we, we've now established that sexual Congress is going to uh, at least, at least initiate. Right. Yep. But then, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep the sales job going. You got to keep the client happy all along because yep. if all of a sudden there's, you know, something gets thrown out there that's, that displeases them, then they, they're free to leave at any time. Right. 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 So it's like, you can't just assume the clothes because they came and sat down in your cubicle. Right. Yeah. Or, so you're, you're, or sometimes they'll be like, we need to check your credit and they take your ID and they won't give your ID back. That's no, the, like a car dealer. That's like a slimy car dealer trick. Yeah. Sometimes they used to throw the keys on the roof. Like yeah. when you walk in, like they try to valet park your shitty car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's those, yeah, but those are, you see, but that would be a violation of consent. No, well, now that's the, that's the uh, that, that'd be like roofing somebody right yes right Put that'd be like uh blocking drink. the door yes i get yeah. that yeah i agree all right so you get so you go all the way like like you're saying is the nipple okay well if it's not okay that's like why well, hey, you want that warranty oh the warranty is a non-starter for me i'm not <laughs> yeah, i've been burned on the warranty there's before. a reason they try to sell it to you yeah like that's exactly. it's, there's a reason they want you to buy it so badly it's because yeah. it's not a good deal it's really just saying yeah. would you like to give us some extra money right exactly on top of all this money yeah. yeah that we just did all right i think we're getting to the bottom of things you got time to stick around a little bit longer there brian yeah sure buddy keep you i don't sure. know if, if i don't know you're you're out in la i don't know maybe you had some sort of gathering or a drum circle or no it's we're quarantined buddy oh i well, yeah, i didn't know i saw pictures of you guys all hanging out at the beach i figured y'all were i live it off like text i live by the beach and the but the beaches are closed it's the thing is is you could go to the beach or you could go to a park you just gotta like give people their space that's the thing you could you just can't gather together closely and if everybody could just observe that we could all leave our houses yeah that's the hard part people want to get up in your shit well i tell you what let's take a quick break for the listeners okay 
uh, uh, Brian, I, I always say reload the bowls, check your traps, mm-hmm. walk the perimeter real fast. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be right back with, the, uh, with Brian Beckner right after this. And we're back. Welcome back to the After Later podcast. I'm your host, John Wessling. Joining me today is the very funny Mr. Brian Beckner. Uh, Brian, you're the host of the Baller Lifestyle podcast. That's absolutely right. Yes. Now, I'm assuming, let's say I've never listened to a single episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that this is all about like uh, gear and clothes for the NBA That's player right. set. Yeah. It's, a, it's a how to be baller. It's the, I'm the least baller person you know we took that because i used to be on the um i used to work with travis rogers as did you and travis before that used to work for jim rome and uh i, I tell the travis, joe rogan of sports right exactly and travis would, <laughs> travis would talk about how when uh when jim was interviewing an athlete like on tv he would well, they go to commercial and he'd lean in real close to the athlete and he'd be like, Hey man, are you, are you living the baller lifestyle? And I don't think I'm just, hopefully I'm not giving up any, like I'm sure Travis has shared this other places. And he said half the time, he said 90% of the time, the athlete would be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And they would go, but they would either respond like, like, huh? Or they would respond like, oh, hell yeah, I'm living the baller lifestyle. So when it came time to name my podcast, I had just been saying that a lot. Hey, man, are you living the baller lifestyle? So it just was like a very distinct and it's like quasi sports related, even though we never talk about sports. Uh, it It's quasi sports related. So that seemed like a good name. Probably not. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's hilarious. like, I wonder how, how many athletes I'm trying to picture. Yeah. Of all the people I've heard before on the Jim Rome show, who I would guess is or is not living the baller lifestyle, question, yeah. or that he would even have thought to ask. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Big, like, is he leaning into Phil Mickelson? It would and being it, hey, it, lefty, you live in that baller lifestyle. But Phil Mickelson is definitely living the baller lifestyle because we've heard there were leaked transcripts of voicemails where he was trying to get like. $25,000 golf rounds going at his local club. Like he, my man likes oh, to really? get in. Yeah. Uh, but I feel wow. like the, oh, the original baller lifestyle guy would probably be uh, Allen Iverson. Cause he wouldn't, oh, yeah. he'd, he'd go on the road and he wouldn't bring any luggage because he would just in each city, he would go buy new clothes or send somebody out to get him new clothes that's, that's fuck, that is baller. fucking baller you're balling <laughs> out because it's not like he's like hey run to uh mervin's <laughs> run to mervin's and get me um some some cuffed khakis and an oxford and a braided belt and, and a <laughs> pair of nunbush loafers you know like he <laughs> Like he's, you know, he's balling out like whatever was big at the time when he was playing, he was going and getting that. And that probably included jewelry and everything. Oh, yeah. So, Brian, you know, we could talk all night, but we're just beating around the bush. Let's get down to what I know that, you know, that I know we're going to talk about. Okay. And that is our combined mutual love of birds of prey. Oh, absolutely. 
Dude, I I've, I've loved birds. I've attack killer birds have been my favorite animal since I remember as a baby. I'm I'm really I mean so in general I'm pretty anti-bird. They're noisy. They shit on things. Yes. They're around. They're just kind of always there. But a bird that eats another bird. Yeah. That's my kind of bird. And they'll eat some other shit too. They'll oh, they, they eat take... all kinds of shit. So I'm I'm phobic. I'm... And I shouldn't tell people this because they will exploit it. I'm rodent phobic. And that's understandable. No, that's it, a net. Dude, don't be, don't be ashamed of being rodent phobic. Yeah, they so that's they, healthy. That's a good evolutionary trait because they're fucking teaming with disease and, you're right. and shit like that. So it's an it, that's that's why your bloodline has survived, Brian Beck, right. because your fucking ancestors knew to stay away from fucking rodents. I thought you know it was I mean? because of our. I thought it was because of our massive hogs, but I'm I get your. One leads to the other. One leads right. to the other. Women right. are naturally attracted to guys who don't fucking pick up and play with possums and shit. Right. That's true. So I don't like – I love that when I go to sleep at night and some motherfucking owls come out. I hear them. I hear them out there. Woo! 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 And I know what they're doing. Yeah. They're checking out the perimeter. They're fucking if, echolocating. If, if those rats – at my at my old house, I lived. I like backed up to the hills, and one time I was out there with some friends, and I was getting drunk in my backyard. And out of nowhere, I swear to God, John Wesley, <laughs> no fewer than fifty rats were running around <gasps> brazenly, running around my yard, running along the fence. I had Bougainvillea back there. They're running along there, up and down the vines. There's a palm tree. There, there was like a line of them. They must have lived in the palm tree. There was a line of them running up this palm tree. So, and I'm scared, but I was drunk, so I was kind of like <laughs> had my sack about me. So I went and got a stick. I'm gonna fuck a couple of these things up. Let them know. Let them know. That's right. And so I went and got a stick, and they they knew. I came out with that stick, and gone. Couldn't hear them, couldn't see them. So it's comforting for me to know that there's a boss out there when I'm not home that's going to eat these motherfuckers. It's going to come down with its talons. It's going to spear them through the body, and then it's going to eat them guts first. Yeah, dude. I'm into that. Uh, I, I, one thing I saw. Well, first off, you never see a picture of any bird of prey, like unless they are already holding in their fucking yeah, claws. They got, some prey. Yeah. they got some prey, right? That's the only reason you're getting a shot of them because mm-hmm. they're standing there and they're standing there like with with pure big dick energy. Oh, big time! Big you know time. what I mean? You're on top yeah. of a telephone pole. You're at the top of a pine tree. You got a perch there, and you just yep. snagged yourself a big juicy fucking rodent. And yeah. you're squishing them with those massive fucking talons, right? Yeah. With like their little guts all popping out, twink, twix the toes. Yep. And they're just like, mmm. They're doing, they're making almost like the, the bird equivalent of the smell with the rock is cooking face. Yes. And, you yeah. know, they're just like, yeah. yeah. They live without fear because they are the apex fucking predator. Of they the are. Star. There's yeah. no, there's no mega bird that's going to come fuck up a, a, a falcon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're fucking badass. I one time was working on, this is years ago, I was working on a photo shoot, and the photo shoot was on the, the um, blimp pad here in Carson, California, where the Goodyear mm-hmm. blimp lives. And, but the blimp, the blimp was like gone for uh, repairs or something. So we had rented out the pad where the blimp was and we we're going to park a whole bunch of cars on the pad. And then we're going to take pictures of it from a, um, from a, from a lift. And cool. we had to park the cars and we the photographer was waiting for the sun to go down. I was standing around with a bunch of guys and this pigeon landed. I got two stories I'm going to tell because I just thought of another one. That's cool. This, this pigeon like landed right like a few feet from us and we're like what is going on with that pigeon it's kind of here by itself and it's just kind of walking around and we're like that's kind of weird and then the pigeon started to fly and it got about four feet in the air and then out of nowhere oh i love it and it was just a a blast an explosion of feathers and all of a sudden, this hawk was standing on top of it, and the pigeon's head was like poking out, like, "Hey, what's happening to me?" And the hawk was like, <laughs> stomp, like the grape lady stomping the grapes, like Lucy, yeah, Ethel stomping the grapes, was just stomping it with its talons until it ceased to live. And we all just stood there watching, and we, we, we were in awe of the power of this hawk. Then another time, I was over at my neighbor's house, and we were drinking beer in his garage, and out of nowhere, a, another pigeon flew into the garage and like into the rafters of the garage. And we're just oh, kind of sitting there. Fuck no. Yeah. We're kind of sitting there looking like, wow, that's weird. We're just drinking our beer. And then another neighbor came walking up the street. This guy, Ralph. And he was like, Hey, did you guys see a pigeon? And we're <laughs> like, yeah, actually it's right here. And he's like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's mine. He goes, actually, I keep pigeons in the backyard and I, you know, I fly them and he's, and we're like, really? And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a hobby. And we're like, you're telling me you live like 15 houses down. And he's like, yeah. I, I go, you're telling me that if you release that pigeon right now, it would fly home to its coop. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I've trained them to do this. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, let's see it. So we're all standing in the garage. We walk out the front of the garage and he goes, okay, watch this. And he flops it in the air. It gets about four feet <laughs> above the roof line. And a hawk out of nowhere again, same scene, explosion of feathers, and then just the majestic, yeah, fly away with the pigeons in the talent in its talents. To which my buddy Dave turned to Ralph and said, "I hope you didn't name that one." <laughs> and Ralph said, "It's okay. I stopped doing that a long time ago." Oh, yeah, yeah no, they're amazing. I love birds that of prey. Hawks. Awesome. Right here where I live, we have a lot of osprey, so they'll they'll hang out by the by the beach and they'll swoop down and get the little sand sharks out of the little ankle sharks out of the out of the uh, shallow water. They're amazing. They're beautiful animals. Amazing. The, the, the osprey is like the uh, the Matthew McConaughey of the fucking bird world. Yeah, yeah. they're just like laid back, man, but you know, yeah. but still shredded and fucking yoked. Right, you know they hang I mean? out like, the beach all day. Yeah, dude, there's fucking you know, like they say gnarly a lot. I've got yeah, oh for sure, definitely. An Austria would talk like, man, I fucking almost got a little baby tuna. Fucking gnarly, <laughs> man, <I'm gonna> fucking... <laughs> All right, see you later, bro. And he just takes off. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I see something. Oh shit, I see a little yeah. dog. Now, yeah, the neighborhood we moved into, we're up on the north side of Houston, right? In a place yep. called uh, the Woodlands. 
Woodlands. Oh, now you're, little, out. you're doing pretty good well on the cruise ship. It's ships, not huh? too bad. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but when we were looking at this particular neighborhood we're in, uh, the real estate person, when they were giving us the pitch, they said it as a negative, like, well, I don't know if you have any indoor outdoor pets or small right. dogs, right. but we have a lot of birds of prey in this neighborhood. Ooh. And my, as soon as she said that, my wife like put her hand on my leg. Like, yes, she knew. Because like, she knew I was about to go, sold! Fuck it! That's my I'm house. In. I'm in. Absolutely. I, I fucking love it. Uh, and I was, oh, well, that's well, we don't have any small dog, but dude, I see it all the time, like on the little next door app and all that shit in the neighborhood. Uh, there's a yeah. whole history of our our little Bijan Freeze got out. Yeah. Has anyone seen yeah. it? I'm like, yeah. no one's ever gonna see that dog. Maybe <laughs> that dog. That dog's pieces parts are up in the trees, and yeah, I, they... I see them, and they're fucking. They're like they're they're just spooky as fuck, dude. Like they're oh, they yeah. they know it. They just fucking they know it, right? Yeah, well, because they're dinosaurs. Yeah, that's a, that's a dinosaur that lives in your tree. Yeah, I mean it's it's great, and it's it's built for one thing: killing, killing. It, it's, it's really all, all it does. Born to kill. It's yeah. all it fucking does. Now, it's our, does. our yard, we have three massive pine trees. Like, yeah. by 10 feet, my, my trees are the tallest in the whole fucking neighborhood. Oh, Which, so you got those you got those fucking pine needles all over your yard. All though. over the fucking place. Oh, you know my what? God. That's, that's yeah. uh, the price you pay to, to have a fucking stable of birds of prey in my that's yard. Cool. Yeah. They These nest my, in there. Oh, dude, they fucking, they, they just stand, yeah. they just stand up there and patrol, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm working in my front yard a couple months back, right? And I'm just la da la puttering on the fucking yard. And all of a sudden, like this little tiny down feather just floats right in front of me. What? And I was like, what's that? And then I see a couple more. And I look up what? and it's, it's like snowing little fucking pigeon feathers. Because this fucking stallion, this fucking stud of a bird is just up there picking it apart and is dropping shit as he's fucking feasting. so badass. Dude, it was fucking cool. Like, I just basically, like, I backed out of my own yard. Like, that's cool. No, that's badass. When I was living at the rat house, the the street up above me, there was, like, open space and then and then other houses up above this woman would come out and put out her back door every day like bird feed and she would get all these doves out there and she didn't oh, realize yes. she was just building a buffet for the yeah. neighborhood because birds and then all silent and you'd look up and there was a hawk on the fence that had caught one of the seed eaters and had murked it and it was the it was a daily occurrence. They knew they could come back and kill a dove every single day if they wanted to. Yeah, like open in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, hey, look, let's get this one today. Born, I hunters. fucking love it. love it. I love it. The other uh, about a month ago, remember, like, so the skies above my my place, it's like it's like the skies above Baghdad. These motherfuckers are just patrolling. It's just bird war going on above me right now. Yeah, right. And uh, my wife is unloading groceries, pulled in the backyard. So I got the three big pine trees with the massive canopy above, right? But we've got these really cool old live oaks that sort of that go over the house directly. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it, it's yeah. awesome. It's gorgeous. I love yeah. this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Thank she you. just gets done t- getting groceries out and, and is about to open the front door when slap on the ground a foot away from her lands a dove 
that had that had just been fucking you can tell that like the, yeah. the, the whatever hawk it was dropped him in the air yeah like somehow yeah. he, he you know got knocked loose because he just basically just dropped this dead yeah. fucked up dove body and it like slapped. Well, some something else. Another bird probably tried to take it away from him, and that's so the, you know that's that's what'll happen a lot of times. The lazy ones will just come up and see if they can snatch one from somebody that's already done the work. Yeah, well, you know what it is. I think sometimes you get the um, you know the sloppy juvenile bird of prey. Yeah, you know I mean the, yeah. the teenager yeah. hawk. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Tony, Tony Hawk, as it were. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So he might, he might get bold and strike a dove, but be a little off center because of, uh, you know, young, you know, youth and inexperience. So he probably didn't have a good hold on it. Sure. Yeah. So then one of the, one of the big hawks, right. Right. You know, night hawk. A mama. Is is like watching the kid fuck around, holding the dove all precarious. And he just, he's getting a little flyby, buzzes the tower. All of a sudden he's like, whoa, shit. Knocks like, it loose. No, you dropped your fucking, and yeah. then I like, taught him a lesson. Like, fly with me for a second. Yeah. In the future, make sure you got two two talons. Because if every you're bird. bigger, because those hawks will murk each other. Mm-hmm. One will kill the other, no problem, and they'll do it. You know, if they're if they're competing for territory, one of those big females will just come down and wreck those juveniles. God damn, I love talking birds of prey, me dude. Too. Me too, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I. I know, I don't know what uh, religious prescriptions you may have, mm-hmm. but I like the Buddhist idea, right? Yeah. In, the, in the, the Buddhist reincarnation, it takes, like, to get it takes, right. like hundred, takes hundreds of lives to even get your first shot as a human. Yeah. And like half the time, you know, so many times you, you when you, like, let's say you, you pass away and then you go back into the animal kingdom for a while before you get another shot at, at being a human, right? Yep. yep. And I like that idea because I I hope that like, okay, when this life's over, I'm like, okay, that was cool. Can I get three years as a fucking, as a, as a yeah. hawk, as, yeah. as like a bald Eagle, big, bad motherfucker, you know, cause that's yeah. just gotta, it's gotta feel fucking cool. Like it, to be in that body. Yeah. Have you seen that Yorgos Lanthimos movie, the lobster? I have not. No, but well, it's, uh, um, Who's the Scottish guy? No, he's English and he's got, or he's Irish and he's got a big dick. Colin Farrell. <laughs> he's this. Um, he, he's. It's like you have to be coupled. It's a society. It's it's set in modern times, but it's the right. little twist. If you're not coupled by a certain time, you have to go to this this retreat and if you don't couple up with someone there you're turned into the animal of your choosing and he chooses a lobster which is actually a pretty good choice because they live for a long time and they fuck a lot which is was apparently his reasons for choosing that yeah but they gotta fuck other lobsters right and they're down at the bottom of the ocean and but the other thing he's like i love the sea i want to be in the sea and i'm like i get it but i'm like how do you not pick a bird of fucking prey where you're just out there murking things all day you're just a full-on bass that or like a lion or a tiger big cat yeah but then you got a chance of winding up in a fucking tiger king captive situation even captive birds of prey yeah they're Even the fucking life. dude at the Ren Fair. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? With the, fucking, with the dude in leather. Yeah. I am the falconer. Yeah. They that, swing that thing around and they feed him little bits of liver. Yeah. 
but they're getting the good shit too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And it, that High bird, end. honestly, at some point, he's going to make that one lap around the amphitheater there at the yep. Ren Fair and be yeah. like, nope, fuck this. Whew! And they're gone, and that's it. That's fucking it. There's no low jack. There's no find my iPhone on a Raptor, for fuck's sake. That motherfucker's gone. No, he can bounce. He can get the yeah. fuck out of there if he feels like So it. there's really no such thing as a captive no. bird of prey, unless no. you're in a zoo and they got you in the netting and all. But that's few and far between. The aviary. Yeah, right. The aviary. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. There's always the right word for it. You got to look for yep. it. I, I think, uh, you know, I was doing some research, as I am off to do when I've um, got nothing else to do. I'll read up on a little bit more about birds of prey. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Your ball's deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking about that life, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of their highest causes of death is essentially crashing. Get the fuck which, out of here. Like, they'll literally, like, fall out of the sky, like, or run into things. You know what I mean? Like, if they're fucking pursuing a, a rodent flying through the trees, all shank, next thing you know, they get they get impaled or they just fucking, you know, knock themselves out of the fucking sky. So mm-hmm. it's like, even that is like... That's what a noble way to live, like yeah. a fighter pilot. Live fast, you know die young. Yeah, bro. Like you know what I mean. I'm just. You never know when you're gonna flame out, man. Like an just F1 sort of driver in the fucking seventies. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you died when you were 25, but you fucked a. Lot, yeah, sure. you did. Yeah, you know, like uh, and you, you died. You had a life. Gloriously. Yeah, you're still you celebrated. The fucking tub. Today. Yeah. People people remember your name for being a badass motherfucker in Monte Carlo. <laughs> there's footage of it. Totally. They still race at the place. Like, there's a turn they right. go by. That's no, oh, that's where that's where right. fucking Fittipaldi's Fid- kid ate it. It's where Jacques Villeneuve <laughs> bought it. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the first, that's that's the only indie driver reference I have for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you feel bad like if you say one that's current and alive, right. and you're like, well, right. I don't know when this comes out. Maybe right. in a couple of years, that'll be a tragic <laughs> joke. But <laughs> but still, in the in the animal world, that's that's pretty rare that you that, sure. that that kind of death happens like yeah, as as, as being regular. Well, it's like yeah. a like if blue whales would. I don't. I, there's there's no way to fall in the ocean, right? There's I think what would be the cool way for another animal to 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 go. I mean, yeah, I, I can think like. Like if somehow a shark could go off a waterfall cliff or something right. like that, that'd be that'd be pretty that'd be baller. That'd be I badass. Went, I once went to a beach where there was a blue whale carcass. This is a large, oh. you know, largest mammal, right? Yeah. There was a blue whale carcass on the beach and it got hit. It was like a propeller strike from a ship. And this fucking thing, first of all, you can imagine the smell. Oh. It was the size of a city bus easily. And we're, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, what's that thing up there by the head that's the, the size of a Volkswagen? And somebody's like, that's his tongue. Ugh. Yeah, dude. It's a big motherfucker. That's and nothing crazy. can kill that except a boat, except man. Uh-huh. The ultimate hunter. The most dangerous prey. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked yeah. up how us little shaved monkeys are... Yeah. The most dangerous fucking thing on earth. Look at the big brain on us, you know? Uh-huh. That's what it, that's how it works. And it all comes from thumbs, dude. Mm-hmm. That one weird flipper finger just sort of started out fucking on the there. That's and next it. thing you know, we're grabbing tools. That's it. Stone tools. Yeah. It's over after that. It's fucking crazy, man. 
That's crazy. So, like, yeah. what's your what's your uh, of the? I'll wrap up the bird of prey talk here before okay. it gets pornographic. But yeah, what's uh, what's what's your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite of the birds of prey, do you have one? Other than I mean, I guess I the mean, osprey, right? You just mentioned the, the osprey. Osprey's badass. Cool. They but they kind of like pair up. They uh, they mate and they hunt in pairs, which seems kind of irritating. Like you got like. You need a little time away from the wife. Everybody needs a little time themselves. Um, I'm an owl man. Ooh, good choice, man. People great for, horned people, owl. Yeah, people think owls are bitches, dude, but owls are fucking scary as no, hell. They're, they're big as fuck. They're big as fuck. They got some big ass talons, and they hunt at night yeah. when it's dark and you can't see shit. You know, I would say owls got bad PR. Yeah, where they they turn into a cute little cartoon. Like I, it might even be the um, uh, the the Tootsie Roll Pop commercial. Remember, hello, right. Mister Owl. Yeah. How many yeah. licks do you get to the center? Wise. Yeah, yeah they, they're like professor, they're professorial, right? You see them yep. with the with that kind of shit on. So actually, you think that's bad PR, or is that sneaky so that you're sleeping yeah. on those motherfuckers? Yeah. yeah, you don't know that they're coming. I think it's kind of good. They 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 seem friendly as shit, but they're big killers. Yeah, you think they're friendly as shit until you're at some farm in the middle of the night and it's all yeah. dark and you and yeah. you walk into the barn and you see that fucker like the Blair Witch Project just fucking right there at the end of your yeah. flashlight. That's when, yeah. that's when your balls go inside your body and don't come back for 20 years. You know later. that documentary, The Staircase? Yes. Right. So now, so that this guy, you know, he he probably killed his wife with a <laughs> with a fireplace poker, but. He supposedly beat her about the head with the fireplace poker, but there was no damage to her skull. There was no fractures. It was just her head was torn open. And I mean, hmm. Occam's razor tells you there's a hundred percent chance the husband did it, but yeah, right. there's another theory out there. Owl theory. Dude, this, that'd was be fucked North, up. this was in North Carolina and she was walking into the house and people in the neighborhood had reported having owls swoop down and attack them in the night. And when they went back and reviewed the evidence, they couldn't rule it out, could they? They found owl feathers. That's I'm just saying, crazy. if you, I mean, the husband was also having meth sex with local Marines, so he yeah. probably did it, but there's another theory out there, and maybe, maybe the owl people put it out. Maybe the owls are like, hey, we're, we're sounding like bitches right about now. We mm -hmm. need to step up our game. Like hawks, hawks are getting all the love. Eagles, yeah. an eagle is huge. A, it's a yep. huge bird. But they're kind of bitches. If you watch them, they'll get a fish. But mostly, they're waiting for something else to kill somebody. Like, you'll see in Alaska, uh -huh. a bunch of eagles around a dumpster. Like, seagulls. Yeah. They're like big, gnarly seagulls. Meanwhile, this owl's out there fucking up shit every night, doing Dude. work. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking right. And yeah. You know, uh, eagles are the closest cousin to the vulture. 
Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. how close they are. They're they, they're basically the laziest hunter of the bird of prey. Right. 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 So they're like, that's why they're like, well, fuck it. I'll just hang out at the dump. That's why that's the American symbol with the fucking waiting yeah. line to McDonald's as, as opposed to go kill your fucking food. Right. That's right. Right. And Franklin wanted this, the national bird to be a turkey. Well, yeah. Well, yeah the turkey's a bad turkey. motherfucker, too. We eat the fuck out of turkeys. They're delicious. Yeah. Especially but dude, if you put them on the smoker. That owl, I could see, like you said, the husband was, you know, banging marine mess outside of campgrounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah, dude, the owls had that motherfucker surveilled and had him mm-hmm. already set up. Like we got a fall guy. He's so a mark. The, he's like the people on the street will know that the owl did this, but this motherfucker is going to catch a case for it because ain't no one going to believe it officially, but they'll know. Like I could see yeah. this guy coming back from a nice robust evening with the boys, you know, on uh, you know Platoon Island. Yeah. Yeah. He's full of meth, full of jizz, stumbling back in the house. And there he sees his, his beloved getting her fucking face tore open by an owl. And the <laughs> owl just looking at him going, ain't no one going to fucking believe you, meth right. head. And just, right. and just going right out the window. They ain't going to think no owl did this. Uh-huh. Like the owl even has like the, the fireplace poker in his talons. I'm like, throws it at him. <laughs> and he grabs it. And he goes, your fingerprints are on it now, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I can see it. Dude, that's fucking that's I, yeah. Yeah. You know oh, what? You and I should do a, we should do a you and I should do a murder podcast. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. but it's only like we, we take solved cases. Right. And, and then we, and then suppose that a bird did it. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that fucking work, man. Everybody uh, knows Custer died at Little Bighorn. Mm-hmm. But this book, what this book does presupposes <laughs> is what if he did it? <laughs> Marshall Eagles were seen in the neighboring plains <laughs> that season. <laughs> yes, there you go. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, that would fucking work. Yeah, that fun. would work. Yeah. Well, Brian, let me uh I, I appreciate your time. Let me uh, close here with you by asking sort of my 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 routine questions. Okay. In this time that we're living in with all this shit going on. Sure, buddy. Right. Yeah. Let let's say now you said I, I caught it earlier. I, I caught a little moment of pride come from you as you oh. talked about you very briefly. You said at my day job, I'm essential. I, oh, felt, yeah. a little, I, I felt some pride come out. There. Not I don't know. There's no pride whatsoever. <laughs> I wish my day job was being a podcaster. <laughs> well, you got you yeah. to hit that Patreon player. Right. Yeah, I you got to do like those uh, cam girls. You got to get an OnlyFans right. butthole. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about starting an OnlyFans for my feet. Do it. Are you got good feet? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they're fine. Well, they're guys' I feet. Think, I think the bad feet make more money. Oh, I think there's so there's more money yeah, in the kink than there is the, Yeah, like if you got some crazy shit, the toes with a lot of knuckles. I'll tell you this. Here's the thing. I was at a hotel not that long ago and i was do at, tell let me write this down i was at the pool and next to me i was on one of like those big um bed things you know where it's like not just like a lounge chair but it's like a bed right and right right it was like triple wide so like several people could get on it and i so was clearly on, you're in the vip I no no it's just a regular to, i'm not vip level just regular pee. But the person I saw there, I think, was paid to go to that hotel. Yeah. So I'm sitting there on one on the bed thing, reading my book. And I look over and I'm like, that woman over there is really beautiful. Like it's you know, you know how some people are just like, you're like, there's something exceptional about that person mm-hmm. and they're 
hundred yards away and you don't know what it is. And it turned out then she came with her and sat on the other side of the little, of the little bed thing that I was on. And I looked over and I was like, I talked to my friend that I was with her and I'm like, is that? And they're like, yeah, it is because it was, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say her name mostly because I don't remember it. It was a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Oh, wow. Brazilian, Alessandra Ambrosio. No, nice. This woman, this woman was beautiful. Really just, just stunning. Just perfect. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Like you look at her and you go, there's nothing wrong with her. But I got up and I went to the bathroom and I had to walk by her and her legs were out and the feet, John, one, they were pretty big. And yeah. This chick's probably like 5'11". Yeah. Six foot. So the feet were pretty big. Mm. And she had the, the number one toe, the one next to the big one. Right. I didn't like hang around and stare. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I saw at least five knuckles. Wow. On that number one toe. Oh, so what yes. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, nobody's perfect play up your attributes and i'm gonna start an only fan for my feet my feet are kind of like the um like the like the fred flintstone style right oh, you know, okay just, yeah let's see like like hammer toes kind of right yeah, yeah not that bad they're just like normal normal, you know, like normal nothing, feet like, well here's what you do for your for, for your patreon what you should do like you, yeah. you podcast at a desk or something like that or yeah yeah okay just get like table. get like one of the little like the wendy williams f- shoe cam set up underneath oh and just yeah. do your regular podcasting but just you know but but barefooted with like some nice rug dude and then just like like just sitting that. there like with a rock with like a racquetball or something like that just rolling under the oh toes my god and i just, didn't see that detail coming in yes yes dude and then like you roll it over to the other one back and forth a little bit and it's like a voyeur thing it's like not yeah. like i'm displaying my feet but my feet are just there it's like you're looking in on what my feet might be do- doing normally exactly wow exactly yeah, okay. I, I bet that would. I bet that would have yeah. some money in your pocket, right there. Yeah, but I'm into it. There's a market for that, for sure. Know? Now, mm-hmm. here's here's my here's my question. Let's say that this okay. world that we're living in, right this this uh, yeah. current society, as it were, uh, yeah. I like to stay optimistic. I like to stay realistic at the same time. You know, it, it's going to take a while to bounce back, but I feel like it will. Yeah. Uh, but let's say it doesn't. Let's say we go full fucking. We go feral. We go full fucking I'm Walking Dead yeah. dystopia. Yeah. All right? right. I was afraid of that. Now, so here's my question: Like, what, what skill set or job or whatever do you think that you could either do or fake or learn on the fly? That, like, if you wound up at the gated door of a warlord's compound, that you could like, that you could like pitch your way in and be a part of the society and not just have them. I feel chase like you away. I could hang back and like take care of the women like hey you guys go hunt and go and war like walking dead style go like right. war with the zombies i'm gonna kick it back here with the booze and right. i'm gonna make sure their needs are taken care of you go off and you do the shit where you might die and i'm i'm i might die also but from dehydration, from lack of cum. <laughs> <laughs> <Nerdy>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> now I'm thinking I, I put myself in the position as the warlord, and I hear yeah. your pitch, yeah. right? Right. You're like, oh, we need a guy like that. Okay. We don't have anybody so, like on our team. I'll be like, oh, hold on, let me talk to my guy. Hey, do we do we have a body man for the ladies? Someone who can a body we man. Need... <laughs> do we do we need a guy who can? Uh... We're like, hold on, I have a follow up question. Like, you talking about doing any like carpentry around the house or? Or any chores? Or you just mean like you just gonna? Are you gonna protect them? You're like a security guard in case well, while I'm, we're gone. I'm pretty good in the kitchen, okay. so I could like plan the meals. And then, of course, they're women, so they'll execute the making of the meals. But I'll be the guy. I'll come up with the menu. Now, if you're listening and you're getting your butt hurt about what he just said <laughs> about gender roles, we're not talking about today in modern traditional, society. traditional. <laughs> We're talking about a, a regression into a fucking warlord state, okay? So this is, this is, I think, appropriate yes. and in right. no way offensive or you know out of out of touch. This you, is my. I this, think you're still you're still woke, right? This you're is my over the top podcast, Brian character. By the way, in real life, I'm very chill. Yeah, I'm yeah. Very, sure. I'm very not. Uh, I'm not misogynistic. Uh, so you a podcast. When you're in public, you or, hide amongst them. Right. Or in real life. <laughs> <laughs> my thanks again to Brian Beckner for being my uh, guest today. I haven't laughed that, long, that well. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Oh, my God. that's uh, that, that dude's funny. And it's funny, too, how his microphone sounded so much better than mine did uh, during that interview. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like I was like I was the guest and he was the host. We got to get that figured out, Anchor. I want to be able to use my good mic when I'm doing interviews with people. Okay, let's get that in the browser. I got to use my phone to interview people. Okay, let's make it where I can do that through my browser. Sorry, folks. A little in-house um, uh, maintenance with the fine company putting on my podcast. Uh, but yes, Brian Beckner, very, very funny guy. You can check out his podcast. It's called The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, it's available Apple, Spotify, everywhere that you go to get mine. It's there and and in more places. If you want to check out his website, it is theballerlifestyle.com. Uh, got a great week of uh, shows coming up that we're already, I guess we're already in now. Uh, we're, we're two in tomorrow, uh, Thea Vidal day after that Clinton shorter. And then Thursday, my old radio partner, Joe O'Donnell, basically going through the panoply of former people I've broadcasted with, uh, Joe O'Donnell, uh, he's a hockey guy, right? And he's out of Des Moines radio play by play for, uh, the Iowa wild. And believe it or not, they are associated with the Minnesota wild. Isn't that crazy how that worked out? <laughs> and then on Friday, we have a very special treat, a deviation from the uh, traditional uh, format that I've kind of set up. And I have an interview with an anonymous Twitter handle person. I know their name, uh, but uh, they live in that anonymous Twitter world uh, in my kind of, I don't know what you call it, my subset, my Houston sports family. Um, a lot of people use, you know, Twitter names, Twitter handles. And, uh, you know, you, you sort of respect that because you don't know what kind of jobs people have or lives they have or where they have to kind of stay anonymous. I know people with sensitive jobs who have to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm going to have him on. Uh, Stroh's fan, I know, is how you find him on uh, on Twitter. But we'll have, I just call him Mr. Fan. So we'll have Mr. Fan on Friday. And I guarantee you that's going to be 
a illuminating and uh, more than likely controversial conversation. I hope you that you hope that you stick around all week and listen to all of them. If you would like to be a guest on an upcoming podcast or an episode of After Later, I'd love to have you. Looking for interesting and unique people from all over the world, from all walks of life. Hit me up on Twitter. That's the best way to reach me at John Wessling. That's J O H N W E S S L I N G. The show's Twitter is After Later. A F T E R L number eight letter er or you can go to the show's facebook page after later podcast or my own personal comedy fan page john wessling official i say it every time but you should check it out if you haven't it's still playing an active rotation my comedy album it's called warm at first it's out on 800 pound gorilla records you can hear it right now sirius xm on three different channels that's cool waiting for that check to come in that's gonna be nice and all this uh in this plague days It'd be nice to get that money if you'd like to throw some money in that pile you can buy the album i think it's like 10 bucks at the most but you can also stream it it's available on every streaming service known to man you've already paid for those so just listen to my album rate it and review it and you guess what i get some money from that as well um thanks to scott henry good friend of mine well my my first and only patron of the show donating five dollars a month to the kitty which is good because, like I said, I had to pay that game pass yesterday. If you'd like to throw me a couple of money or a couple of money, you'd like to throw me a couple of money. See, this is why I'm not good at this. This is why I'm not good at asking people to support the podcast or to throw me some money. I can't even say it right. If you'd like to throw, if you'd like to throw me some money, if you'd like to throw a money at me, you can go to the anchor.fm slash after later main page. There's a little spot right there to support the podcast. I sure would appreciate it. But if you don't, that's cool too, man. I'm uh, really having a good time creating and making these for all the people. People to listen to coming up soon will be the coast to coast roast a 26 or 28 city massive battle royale of uh, roasting teams uh, going after each other but not after each other personally making fun of the actual cities uh i have a website to share uh, very soon with that i interviewed last week my teammate repping team houston uh, keisha hunt that episode's up you can go take a listen to that one so that'll be coming up. So my people in Houston, I want to need our support. I need you to vote for us. I'm going to spread it around. I'm going to do all that hustling and make no money from it. Because that's what you do in comedy. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, so like I said, that's the show for today. Hope you enjoyed Brian Beckner. I'll be back tomorrow with Thea Vidal. Thank you for listening to the After Later podcast. I'm John Wessling. Bye. Bye.